0: Welcome to our Think Kingdom podcast. We want to welcome you into a new week in our new series, "The Kingdom Is Like." We do want to apologize for we had technical difficulties from week one of the sermon, but you can catch the visual replay on YouTube. So let's go ahead and jump in, see what God's Word has for us from our new series, led by our lead pastor Antoine Lassiter. Uh, last week we started a
1: series, uh, "The Kingdom Is Like." Um. And uh, through this journey, uh, I want us to see ourselves and then see our local church, and then I want us to see globally, like beyond ourselves. So see ourselves, see uh, our local community, and then see beyond ourselves. Um, when you go back to, chap- to Genesis, um, when God places Adam and Eve in the garden, um, he sets into motion uh, his desire, his to uh, take the rule of heaven, his glory in heaven, and actually put it on the earth. So he tells um, Adam and Eve, um, be fruitful and multiply because he wanted them to serve as his representatives. Um, So God, in essence, says, I have established, um, I want to establish on the earth, in you, what I establish in heaven. And so you... Will serve as ambassadors. So I want you to go in my name and spread who I am in the earth. Now this did not. It started with Adam and Eve, but it did not stop with Adam and Eve. I believe that the Lord, the Lord wants us to be ambassadors uh, to who He is in the earth. So spread the seeds that I planted in you. Into the earth, so you um, and I um, have the promises that God makes to us. It's the it's the promise that He makes. It's who made that promise, and then oftentimes in life, there's a threat to that promise. But God's provision overcomes the problem. So He makes a promise, um, and because He's a promise keeper, it will come to pass. So when he tells Adam and Eve, be fruitful and multiply, don't you fool yourself. He already made provisions for their mess ups. So even now, generations ahead, that when God makes a promise to his people, he's already made provision to overcome the problem that the people cause themselves. The dream of God is bigger than us. And so when we have pieces of that dream, it seems so big, but he's already made provision for the fulfillment of that dream. And he actually uses us to fulfill his dream, knowing that we are generally the problem behind the fulfillment of his dream. So God is not even hindered by your badness. He's not hindered by your obedience, your disobedience. It's not the license to sin. No, 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 no. But it reminds us that we have access to the Father, a loving Father. In other words, God fulfills His promise in spite of the imperfections of man. Newsflash God's purposes are never thwarted. You ain't big or bad enough to prevent God's call, His will, and the fulfillment of His promise that He made to you and through you. You are not big or bad enough to stop God. Now, my disobedience may delay blessings, but it will not deny the fulfillment of God's promise in spite of me. Why are you saying this? Because the kingdom that we are referring to is not about us, but he decides to use us to advance his kingdom. And that right there should make you take, number one, a sigh of relief that heaven and earth is not contingent upon you. That the dream that God has given you, the, the, the plant, the, the, the church that you're planting, the business that you're starting, the, the film that you're trying to produce, that it's not on you, it's on God. There's a comfort in that. Now that doesn't mean that I don't do all I can to to, to partner with the Holy Spirit, but I just got to serve notice on some of us that think we're disqualified, the task is too big, that your God is big enough to fulfill that tiny promise that He gave us according to His will. So Matthew 6, 33 says, seek the kingdom first. And this is the priority. Jesus, our King, should shape our priorities. Everything that you do, shameless plug, should be to think kingdom. How does what I do fit into the realm of God? So my priorities, our priorities, should be shaped with Jesus at the center. I raise my children in the omniscient, in in, in the reverence of God. How? Why? Because if I have this child, I have to be a steward, and I want to spread and advance God's kingdom through the rearing and raising of my children. It's not about you and your last name. It's about the kingdom. So these next few weeks, the kingdom is like, that's the sermon series. So we're going to unpack what the kingdom is like. So we're going to park in Matthew chapter 13 for a few minutes. So go ahead and turn in your electronic Bibles. Shame on you. Same, the same device you watch your TikTok videos is the same. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Because I'm the chiefest of those sinners. Okay. All right. Matthew chapter 13, verse one through nine. Um, I got a, I got a large... We, we, I would like for us to stand. Yeah, let's just stand and rest on your feet, and then um, we'll go and see what the Lord wants to say through us. Um, Matthew chapter 13, verse 1. On that day, Jesus went out of the house and was sitting by the sea. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat down while the whole crowd stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, consider the sower who went out to sow as he sowed some seed fell along the path and the birds came and devoured them other seed fell on rocky ground where it didn't have much soil and it grew up quickly and it grew up quickly since the soil wasn't deep but when the sun came up it was scorched and since it had no roots it withered away other seed fell among the thorns and the thorns came up and choked it still other seed fell on the ground and produce fruit some as 100 some 60 and some 30 times that what was sown let anyone has ears listen and so he's saying this to all and the disciples come to Jesus and like yo we confused what does this all mean but Jesus never leaves us hanging so this is what he says, and we're gonna drop down to Matthew chapter 13. And because of Jesus' sovereignty, he's already preaching. I don't have to figure what out, I don't have to figure out what he means. He explains it to us all. And here we are, Matthew chapter 13, verse 18. Uh, so listen to the parable of the soul. When anyone hears the word about the kingdom, what is he talking about? The kingdom, and doesn't understand it. The evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is the the one sown along the path. And the one sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. But he has no root and is short-lived. When distress, check this out, when distress or persecution comes because of the world, remember, words matter. He didn't say if. If. He says, when? So when distress comes, persecution comes, because of the word, immediately he falls away. So many of us have gone to church countless number of times, and we had a moment. And that moment felt like, you know what? I'm going to tell the whole world about Jesus. And then distress comes. That joy quickly dissipates. We start this we start these reading plans and it immediately speaks to us, Tiffany, and all of a sudden it's just like we're expositories. This is what the Lord says, and this is what he means. And you run for a while, but what doth hinder you? And then you look at scripture and it says that we we clean this house we clean this house, the spiritual house, and we kick out all this stuff, we stop watching YouTube, we stop watching this, we stop watching this, and all of a sudden, we start walking this path, and so the enemy leaves for a season, a couple days, and then he comes back, and the Bible says that the person is worse off than they were before. We live our lives moment for moment and, and, we, and this is what scripture is telling us. Jesus says, immediately he receives it with joy. But he has no root and is short lived. So when distress or persecution comes because of this world, when distress, immediately he falls away. Now, the one sown among the thorns, this is the one who hears the word. But the worries of this age, and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. But the one sown on the good ground, this is the one who hears and understands the word. Notice, he hears it and understands it. And this is the one who produced fruit and yields, some 100, some 60, some 30 times what was sown. So you may be seated. So we're going to Pull these uh, scriptures together. So first we have Matthew chapter 13, uh, verse uh, number four. And what you're going to do, we're going to put these two scriptures together because um, I want you to see it in its fullness that it says, And he sowed some seed. He, and he sowed. Some seed fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured them. Now we're going to drop down to the explanation of that. And then you have verse number 19. When anyone hears the word about the kingdom and doesn't understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was. Listen, it is good to memorize scriptures, absolutely, but it's better to understand the ones you're memorizing because here's what he's saying, that the enemy comes and snatches away what you heard. Please don't mistake what's going to happen over these next few minutes. That for some of us, we're hearing the word and the spirit is leaping in us. But depending on what, where you are, the enemy's going to come and snatch that word off. How many of us have experienced God in such a unique way and all of a sudden it seems that the pressures of life are literally choking us and it chokes what we heard? Matthew chapter 13, verse 5, it says, some Some, Matthew chapter, thank you, other seed fell on rocky ground where it didn't have much soil. And it grew up quickly since the soil wasn't deep. We should not be impressed with what we see beyond the surface. And so in the the, the counterpart to that scripture, uh, Matthew chapter 13, and now when you pull these two together, we spoke about it before, it says, and the one sown, um, but when the sun came up, the other sea fell on the rocky ground where it didn't have much soil and it grew up quickly since the soil wasn't deep. But when the sun came up, life, it was scorched and since it had no root, it withered away. And the one sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Uh, And then Matthew chapter 13, verse number seven, other seed fell among thorns. It got choked out, WWE. Matthew chapter 13, verse number eight, still other seed fell on good ground and produced fruit. Now let's just visualize all of this and what he's saying because I want us, all of us, um, to... Um, to understand what God is actually saying to us and what it means. So we have the farmer, and the farmer represents God. And the farmer sowed seed, that's what the farmer does. God speaks to us all. Now, we can go back and forth as to what he's saying, but he speaks to us all. And some of, some of the seeds, the word of God, the kingdom, remember, the kingdom is advancing whether we are participating or not. God's word never returns to him void. If he said it, it will come to pass. Now, we get caught up in the how-hole. How? How? We're not supposed to concern ourselves with the how, but the who. He said it, I believe it is done. So the seed is planted, and along the path the birds ate. And the birds eat the seeds that were planted. Now, the birds represent Satan. And then you have the rocky places, the, the, the rockiness of that place. And some seeds may get in the crevice, but the soil is not good. We live in the Piedmont. I grew up in the northeastern part of the state. Y'all, we got some bad soil because when it gets hard, it gets hard, it starts to crack and nothing can grow in the clay. But when I run about around the eastern part of the state and when they can till and there's things that can grow, but here's the question. Here's the thing. It's a rocky place and it grew quickly, but there's no root. So when the elements come, and the elements come, it begins to scorch it. So that's that little life. You see the little life? You see it? Oh, we got life now. But if the roots aren't deep, oh, we got life. Oh, we got some life. And we are excited. And, and it's like, you feel, I know my experiences were like, the Lord wakes us up and it's like, yes, Lord. And it's like you got your notebook and he's just speaking and speaking and you're so excited and just like, man, you know, I was, I was reading that scripture. I never saw this before in my life. It came out to me. It leaped from the pages and this is what it means. And everybody's like, wow. And then you share scriptures with everybody. And then the elements happen. And that little plant with no roots began to wither away. And then you have... Sort of the same type of dilemma, but this one was sold among the thorns. I'm always amazed at, and this is my commentary, I'm always amazed that when God moves in people's life, their friends don't change. Because those friends, if they don't have the heart of God, you're either going to be a witness to them or they're going to be an influence to you, but they can become thorns and choke out what God is trying to do in your life. And so these seeds, but then you got the good soil. Now, here's what I live long enough to know. Most of us, myself included, think we got good soil. Look at what I'm producing. And if we're, you know, I say this a lot, Gary. If we're honest, I don't, if we're honest, at any given time, we're somewhere in all of them. There, there are things that God has sown in my life, and I've seen the fruit. And the roots are deep. And then there are other things that God has sown in my life. It's like it's getting choked out. And so if you, if you just take a snapshot of one of my life, oh, man, he's a man of faith. I love the way he loves his family and blah, blah, blah. Man, that's good soil. But there's other areas in my life that I'm struggling with that I believe the king. I believe what he said, but I can't see it. And So Jesus is, is, is telling us to plant these seeds because seeds start to grow. And the word of God starts to deepen and grow within us. So Jesus lets us know it's not the word that lacks the power. It's how much of that word is in you that you not only read, but you also understand because the word of God is like a seed. So if the kingdom isn't advancing in us, it isn't the king's fault. And here's what I want to say. A hardened heart for the word softens us up for the seeds planted by the world. So according to Jesus, the seed is the word of God, and the sower is God, and our hearts are the soil. So let's just unpack. I think Jesus did enough. Let's just unpack a little bit more. And The first point I want to make is, is I want you to think in context of this. First point, you got to pay attention to what is being planted in your heart. Because if you're the thorny place, if you're the thorny place, then what's, planted, what's already planted in your heart will literally consume the word of God. And how far deep do those roots go? Roots going in, the roots spreading whatever's been planted in your heart So some things need to be uprooted, and our hearts need to be tilled over and over. Newsflash, if this here, think Kingdom Church, watching online, in, in physical building, if this is your only contact with God, something else or someone else is discipling you. There's no way in the world that you can get the fullness of what God is trying to do in your life because you hear me preach for 35 minutes. And if I'm really feeling feeling froggy, 40. Something or someone is discipling us if we're spending more time cultivating the seeds that the world has planted in us versus accepting who God has called us to be. My friend, Daniel Smith, he passes, he's a church planner, and I told him I'm gonna shout him out twice and then it's mine. Um, He said, he's he's in a series called Rooted. Well, he used to be in a series called Rooted and I was watching him and he said something that just, "Mm." I said, man, Reverend, that's good. Um, He said, God wants us to grow deep so we can live tall. The tallest trees have the longest, deepest roots. So question, what is growing in you? Is it a kingdom of God? It's the kingdom of the world. And the expression that Daniel came up with is living tall is bearing fruit. And so the question is, what are you paying attention to? And what has your heart? And what kind of hearer are you? Now, number two, you can determine the soil, but not the storms. See, the right soil, the water, and the nutri- nutrients, they produce the healthy trees. Wind, rain, cold. Um, Genesis speaks of um, uh, as long as the earth remains, there will be seed time and harvest. And so we do not control the natural elements. But you can determine the type of soil that you have. And the Holy Spirit teals it, turns it over and gives us the nutrients that we need to be healthy followers of Jesus. The right heart, the right spirit, the nutrients of prayer, community will produce a healthy follower of Jesus. And here's a news newsflash. The, storm, the storms around us are nothing compared to the ones raging in us. And that's why we have to be careful because disease and healthy trees look alike. But in time, all is revealed. Because when that wind comes, we just about to see how deep the roots are. When light, listen, being a follower of Jesus does not excuse us from struggle. I love how people um, sometimes, like, we, we minimize um, exactly what we're going through. Now, what's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with being real about where we are. In light of who God is. So disease and healthy trees may look alike, but in time... Um, Things are revealed. So we can grow, say I can grow grow. in spite of those storms. And sometimes what happens is our roots uh, determine how well we are going to withstand. So the question becomes, you know, you want to shoot up. Because oftentimes when we become impatient, we try to manufacture the results. We want to show that our ministry is growing. We want to show that we raise the money that we needed. We want to show that I'm a mature. And so while we are, things are peaking above the surface, we should be more concerned what's below it. Because my third point, the real work takes place underneath the soil. It's hidden from what you see. Uh, I call it the, the, def, the definition of persona. persona Um, is the aspect of someone's character that is presented or perceived by others. And so your persona is only one aspect of who you are, uh, but your private devotion is essential. So what are you saying? What I'm saying is, if you want deeper roots, it's not what you say publicly. It's what you're doing privately. It's, It's not that you're here. This is a part of it. There has to be rhythms where we allow the word of God to penetrate every area of our life. It's what David did. When David's sin was brought forth, I mean, listen to his words. He sinned against, I mean, he was with Bathsheba and killed her husband and it's crazy. And he says, I've sinned against God. Because his. although he had that moment of lapse, his Roots were deep. And sometimes we have to understand that the sin that we're causing against your wife, against your children, against your... It's a sin against God. Deep roots. So here's for someone who's starting a venture and this kingdom venture. It's a kingdom venture. You know it. It's been confirmed. Yada, yada, yada. Listen, here's your encouragement. Don't be discouraged when results seem small. You're having your conference, you're having your thing, and nobody shows up. Deeper roots. You've done all you know how to do. Don't be discouraged when results seem small. Because remember, on the surface, the one that grew quickly and the one that's producing a harvest look the same. But them deep roots, oh, married people, man, y'all just stay faithful to God Love each other. And I know, I mean, every ah, we live in comparing ourselves to other people all the time. And it's like the worst thing that many of us, the worst thing that could happen to many of us is if we hit that $457 million lottery. That's the worst. Because for the people that I love and that's so into me, we all going to be living, they're going to consider us a cult because we're going to have all the same cars and we're going to be living in the same property and we're going to do all the other stuff and they're going to consider me a cult leader, yeah, yeah. And we all going to, everybody's going to be working for the kingdom, working for, and we're all going to travel together. We're going to produce movies and films. I'm going to produce CDs my boys, man, my boys, my wife, oh my God. There's going to be snickerdoodles everywhere with no customers. It's <laughs> everywhere, like literally everywhere. And then, oh man, music, I'm going to start my career. And you know what I'm talking about. Here's the problem. How much you think 457 million is? You got to cut it in half. And all them properties you buying, Taxes. Oh, no, your heart is right, but you don't have wisdom. What would happen if what you were believing God for just shot up? And you take that mentality that that we're not good stewards for what God has given us to that same. Now you just have the access. One of the things, the difference between a broke fool and a fool with money is now he's just a rich fool. And what we have to see is that this moment of that darkness and that seed is being planted, something is happening just below the surface. And so we have to nurture what God has given us and wash it and water it with the Holy Spirit. Because sometimes if the enemy can't get you doing wrong, he'll expedite the things that I, I talk to church plans all the time, and I remind myself that sometimes the enemy is more patient than we are. So where God is growing our character, which takes longer, the enemy will go ahead and give it to us. And now, you know, if you fall, three people will be affected, but you never dealt with that character issue. So now you fall 30,000 people are affected and some of them are no longer part of the church and they're hurt because that character issue carried it to whatever level you want. So it's not important that you sprout up and show signs of life. The most important is what John 8 and 31 says. Jesus says, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. So the real work takes place underneath the soil, hidden from what you see. And John reminds us to hold to his teaching, cleave and cling to the Word of God. What did he say? I was having a conversation the other day, and I said, integrity matters. You can manufacture it and then attribute it to God. But integrity matters. So if you want to live tall, you got to go deeper. Because here's what Matthew 13 is reminding us. First point is that souls, the word of God, the kingdom of God, goes forth. So here's, here's, here's some of the ways that I determine whether it's a God thing or not the end of the day, who does it benefit? Because if it just benefits me and mine, nobody's getting saved, nobody's understanding or walking in the kingdom. That's a great idea, but it's not a God idea. And what God wants is the harvest, and here's how our mind thinks. Even when we give, we give. Gary's gonna come, or whoever's gonna come, and we're gonna talk about giving. We think about the return in tangible means. I give 100, God's gonna give me 300 back, 600, 6,000. But that's not the kingdom. The kingdom, when the word of God is sown, and, it's, and it's the harvest is created for it, or out of it, out of our obedience it's for more people to be saved and converted. Not for us to get the fancier car. Your idea that God has given you is not for your glory. The children that he's given us is not for our glory. When we think kingdom, it's all about the king and what he desires for me. Caitlin, your education is not about you. It's about my contribution to the kingdom. Yes, we need Christian doctors, Christian lawyers, absolutely. To advance what? His kingdom. The kingdom has twofold purposes. Souls may be saved. And that those who are saved bear fruit. Want you to think about this for a moment. All the words that you received, all the prophetic prophets, every, all of those things. With who do you think it's for? Some are encouraged to get started. And somebody comes and says, you're supposed to preach the gospel. And you cling to that. And you start preparing the name of your church. Man, the musicians and everything you needed, and you grow quickly. And then life happens. And everything that God has given you begins to wither away. Because it's the start, end, and it's the messy middle. And it's in that middle that the roots start growing deeper. My question to you, beloved. What roots are growing in your heart? And here's the beauty of God. His seed, His word, never comes back empty. So even if I can't see it, even if I don't have the clarity, even if you're honest, I'm talking to someone, I don't know what I want to do with my life. And I feel like I'm running out of time. Well, go to the one who controls time. Joshua is fighting a battle. This is how God will blow. Read your Bible. God will blow your mind. He's fighting a battle. And he knew we got to finish it. We got to finish this battle. When darkness comes, the enemy's going to hide know what God allowed Joshua to do? The sun stood still. And so God, when we're obedient, God will prevent the elements from affecting you to fulfill his purpose. The only thing I started started this conversation off with, you're not bad enough or disobedient enough to stop God's plan for your life. Now, we're partners with the Lord, so I'm not going to test Him. But what I'm not going to do is shrink back because the storm's come. What I'm not going to do is allow the world to choke out all that God has placed in my heart Peter goes to this transformation, and Peter's impulsive. And Jesus asks him a question: like, "Hey, who do men say that I am?" I don't know what the other disciples were doing, but, but Peter just jumped right in. Christ, the Son of the Living God. What a confession! And when Jesus starts to unpack what that means. No, 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 no. Be it far from you. No, 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 no. And Jesus looks at Peter, get behind me, Satan. Because if you just glory in the crown, you forget that the crown, the cross awaits. So what God talks through this, the same Jesus said, except the seed dies. Don't dismiss these dark places that you're in. It's just being planted. The willingness and obedience that God wants to show through us is to allow the kingdom to first put your hand on your heart. The first thing is he wants the kingdom to advance in us, to see our children as disciples, disciples of Jesus. The place I work for the kingdom. I don't care if it's the restaurant or the owner or the janitor. It's seeing the kingdom first advancing me, and then if you, and then here's the thing. I'll do it like this. So you've got a hand on the heart. The kingdom advancing me, and then I take whatever. And wherever he places me, and I live like this, I live with an open hand because the kingdom lives in me. And now my sphere of influence, I'm advancing the kingdom where I am. And then lift your hand like this, and then with well, that saying, Lord, whatever you want me to go outside my sphere of influence. I surrender because I am a kingdom citizen and I work at the bequest of the king.
0: And Pastor Antoine teaching us what the kingdom is like. We must remember to pay attention to what's being planted in our heart. And you can determine the soil, but not the storms, the real work. Takes place underneath the soil. Now, if you're blessed by anything you hear on this podcast and you feel led to give, feel free to text the word give to 704 741 3705. And if you are anywhere near Charlotte or the surrounding areas, come on by and visit us here at 465 South Cannon Boulevard in kannapolis North Carolina. Or you can join us online every Sunday at 10 33 on Facebook and YouTube. And while you're there, go ahead and subscribe to us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram under Think Kingdom. And as we said, If you missed last week's sermon, you can catch it exclusively on the visual replay on Facebook and YouTube. And you can go back, hear this message and so much more right here exclusively on our Think Kingdom podcast.